0: hello this is vin peterson hello this is vin peterson from politics weekly and today we're going to be talking about what's the latest on the midterm elections 11 weeks out in this case and we have a lot to talk about Uh, we're going to start with the um, propositions in arizona in which there are countless (laughs) there's 10 this year in 2020 there are only two and i think there's 10 this year wow that's a lot yep there's Proposition three hundred eight, which would allow DACA recipients to receive in-state tuition.
1: I like that one. I mean, I, I'm I'm a fan, right? They deserve that.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh,
1: normally, think, they don't. They they pay out-of-state tuition.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, New Year's Republic Editorial Board also endorsed that provision as well. And there's also there is Prop three hundred ten, which increases the state sales tax rate from five point six percent to five point seven percent to fund fire districts. And there's also one related to, um, this is Terry Goddard's bill, um, uh, referendum, excuse me. He tried to get this on the ballot in 2018 and 2020, but he failed until 2022. He finally get, got it on. And it's about campaign disclosure um, requirement. And it will basically um, saying that campaigns must disclose who their donors are, like if if it's over a certain threshold.
1: Yeah, I remember him talking about it. Um, how, you know, I think he thought it was really important you see these ads and you don't know um, who's paying for them or, or where they're from and um, giving Arizonans more information on uh, w- what maybe be the motivation um, on these ads.
0: Yeah, he was talking about Sandra Kennedy's race in 2014, I believe.
1: Oh, OK. I don't I, I For a corporation don't commissioner. Oh,
0: OK. Yeah, that's what Terry Goddard was talking about. We heard him speak
1: that's right we did
0: Um, meanwhile um, there's also propositions um, there's another proposition called 132 and it will require a 60% majority in order to increase taxes via ballot measure similar to like what prop 208 was attempting to do but got struck down to court it will require um, two thirds majority instead of just 51%
1: oh I see so um, what did you think about that uh, proposition
0: I don't like it. It's a referendum put up by the legislature, meaning that the legislators chose people to vote on it. There's another one of those, and that's about creating the position of a lieutenant governor to run alongside the governor. I think that's unnecessary. I mean, there are several other states that do it like that, but I think it's un- unnecessary in my opinion.
1: Yeah, uh, it feels sinister, and I don't know why. Um, I saw some somebody tweeting about it uh, for reasons why you needed it. Like if... Katie Hobbs left the state, who would be in charge or something weird? Katie
0: Hobbs would take over. It's what happened with Janet Napolitano when she resigned and Jan Brewer became uh, governor because she was SOS.
1: I see. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, It does seem unnecessary to me. Yep.
0: Meanwhile, we're going to talk about some of the governor's races. Um, In Arizona, uh, Democrat Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, she is running against a former news anchor named Carrie Lake. And, um... And Carrie Lake, she's an election denier and all that, but because she's a news anchor, she seems more charismatic, to say the least, and other things like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if she's more charismatic. I,
0: or she can blow it off easily.
1: She's, she's just out in front of the news a lot, and I think there's, like, a really well-known name, you know? Like, I remember sitting on the couch with my mom, like, good evening, Arizona, and, you know, it's Carrie Lake, and... Um, you know, it's just been kind of a wild ride with her and how much,
0: too, because she was the secretary of state and also was a state senator for like a decade or so.
1: Yeah. And, and got to know her name a lot with the whole election thing.
0: Yeah. And her receiving death threats and all that.
1: Yeah. She was very strong, um, Mm -hmm. with, with all of that that happened. But at the same time,
0: she's not running a great campaign like her Failing, she's not going to participate in a debate, for example. I understand, I totally understand why she's doing that because I mean, Carrie Lake is kind of a kook and you won't get anything substantive in there. I get it. But also, I think it's a bad idea because it just gives her more political oxygen for attacks. That's my concern.
1: I know. I I watched some kind of press conference Carrie Lake did today and it was about Carrie
0: or, um, yeah, Hobbes's. Campaign office. campaign
1: office got
0: um it got there was a break in and somebody stole something's in her office yeah
1: and so Carrie Lake was like having her own press conference just yelling at the media like you're fake news and you shouldn't even have she to, used
0: re- to be part of the fake news media quote unquote right news media.
1: right and she was actually kind of attacking the guy that she used to stand next to and it's just like it's like a a clown sideshow and. She's just standing up there lying and lying. And I started to see why maybe Katie Hobbs didn't want to debate her.
0: I I mean, it's totally understandable. Like, that's pretty much all what she will do is political mudslinging. There won't be anything substantive in there about the issues Arizona is facing. And you saw that during the primary debate as well. But the thing is, um, I also want, but it also just gives her more political oxygen. And that's my concern.
1: Yeah, I know. But, it, but the oxygen you could also give it to her while you're debating her because there's like no rules of people just standing up there and lying.
0: I know it's just insane. There's no f- live fact checking or anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's um it's a real conundrum that she's in uh trying to go against someone like this, and um, I'm really afraid that. Lake might win, and we're just going to be she's in. going to sign
0: bills that would allow the legislator to overturn the results, like the one that Speaker Bowers blocked, for example.
1: Yeah, and, and just the, you know, seeing that press conference, it's just a clown show. It's like we're, you know, she's just, that's what we would be subjected to for, uh, how long are they in for? Four, Four years. Four years.
0: Maybe even eight. Great. Yes, because they can serve up to two terms in Arizona.
1: Right. Anyways, moving on.
0: There's a governor's race in Pennsylvania between Democratic Attorney General Josh Shapiro and a very extreme Republican state senator named Doug Mastriano. Shapiro is leading overwhelmingly in the vast majority of polls leading by like eight to ten points, which is good. But the thing is, though, Doug Mastery, I know he's a former state senator. Um, he's a state senator currently, actually. And he introduced a bill in the Pennsylvania State Senate that would – any woman who would receive an abortion would be charged with murder, actually. Would be sentenced, would be charged with murder.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that he's losing.
0: Yeah, but like still it's alarming that people could run for these positions. And he's – and the chance of him winning is not zero, frankly.
1: I, you know, it's interesting because – I think we need to stop saying that, you know, the GOP is has these extremist candidates because
0: a- almost all of them are.
1: Yeah, this is the norm now. Yep. And, uh, like, they, that's you know, the January sixth insurrection was fine. Um, what was the other thing that happened? The the Mich- was it the Michigan governor or the
0: yeah she was yeah um she, was, was you're talking about the kidnapping plot yeah right? the
1: kidnapping plot that that's, that's okay greeners. we're we're not gonna talk about that or you know we've got um marjorie taylor green constantly saying
0: anti-semitic
1: ta- anti-semitic stuff you know anti-nancy pelosi stuff but this is just the norm now i mean we just have to i guess realize it's just Who they are.
0: Yep. And in Wisconsin, um, there's also a governor's race between the Democratic incumbent, Tony Evers, and a Republican named Tim Michaels. Um, By the way, um, Tim Michaels, I believe, he's also an election denier and he also subscribes to an 1849 abortion law in Wisconsin.
1: Mm, Great. Yeah. Because in 1849, they knew a lot about women and pregnancy.
0: Woman couldn't even vote at that time, by the way. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and there's a Republican candidate in Michigan who says that woman shouldn't be able to vote as well.
1: Oh, cool, yeah.
0: In Kansas, there's a governor's race between the incumbent Democrat uh, Laura Kelly and a Republican attorney general named Derek Schmidt. And because Kansas is a red state, like the Democratic governor works with a Republican supermajority legislator, a veto-proof one, actually. And also, the thing is that what she's running on is that um, her Republican opponent um, supported... Her predecessor, Sam Brownback, um, when she, when Sam Brownback was governor, he cut the state income tax by, like, 30%, and it, like, caused the credit rating to drop and like, the schools to be
1: underfunded. Oh, funding. yeah, I remember that.
0: And by the way, like, schools had to do four weekdays instead of five weekdays because they lacked funding that bad.
1: I mean, that's – in Arizona, it's four days a week at, at, for norm, and we have this – sort, and we have a big old surplus.
0: Yes, but that was in Kansas, though, but that was by choice in Kansas, largely. I it see. Used to be – they reversed that luckily the the legislature reversed those tax cuts because it was so problematic but like her opponent i believe was all in favor of this like brownback tax experiment thing and the thing is because they cut the state income tax in order to compensate for the lost revenue what they did is that they increased property taxes and sales taxes meaning like middle class people were actually paying more in taxes than they were before oh my gosh crazy and all that while well, the economy grew at a slower pace than the national average in Kansas
1: oh in? Maybe they learned something. I doubt it.
0: And also Liz Truss, of course, we saw the debacle there, right? Right, right.
1: I mean, uh, you know, they—it's like they fight and fight and fight to get to get what they want, and then they're like, "Oops."
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we'll talk about another issue, and that is um, inflation. Is that is Republicans have been running on inflation because, of course, it's what everybody notices. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you notice inflation. They haven't really provided any concrete solutions to it necessarily. But the thing is that when your party's out of power, it's easy to just blame the party in power and just say, oh, inflation's 8% and say, if you like this, vote for Democrats. If you don't, vote for Republicans. It's a simple and appealing message, even though there's nothing substantive about what they would do to tackle the problem necessarily. But if I were advising Republicans, I'd tell them to do the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, how was the jobs— re- unemployment report lately
0: um it's three and a half percent which is the lowest it's tied for the lowest in 50 years okay
1: so are the republicans talking about that
0: no and the economy's overall is sending mixed signals and things are very uncertain that's all I, i'll leave it at that
1: that's true that's true okay
0: um there was debates for a senate race in georgia between Raphael warnock and herschel walker i watched that that was interesting how did that go it went okay um Herschel Walker, he showed a fake police badge.
1: Oh, I think I've saw some clips about that.
0: Yes, uh uh-huh. It was after he lied about being part of the Cobb County Police Department, for example. (laughs) And... But then during the second debate, because the first one was so bad, he actually didn't show up to the second debate. So it was Raphael Warnock, the libertarian candidate, in an empty podium where Herschel Walker should have been.
1: Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there
0: was a second debate and Herschel Walker decided not to show up.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And this is after a second woman accused him of paying for an abortion. But not just paying for an abortion, but also driving her to the clinic as well.
1: Uh, Okay, well, great. Wait, what does he say? Does he just avoid those questions? He says,
0: oh, it's all totally false and all that thing. Yeah, I see. More like Lindsey Graham is coming out to campaign with Walker. Ted Cruz also came out to campaign with Walker, and it's just and Mitch McConnell standing behind him. I don't know why they're standing behind this person, the same person who's, uh, who has been accused of pointing a gun to his ex wife's head.
1: What? What? Uh, oh, well, I I know why. Um, and also they stood right next to a president that was terrible too. What is Herschel's stance on abortion?
0: Um, he supports, I think, a national abortion ban with relatively, lim- relatively few exceptions. I think he said he supported Brian Kemp's six week heartbeat bill, for example, which had like very few exceptions. And it just seems like he's a hypocrite. Like when he wants, he, he likes it when it's serving his own interests, but not others. Right. And there was a Senate debate in Arizona between Mark Kelly and Blake Masters.
1: Oh, really? Yep.
0: Um and um Blake um Kelly highlighted Blake Masters' positions on abortion, social security, as well as like statements about the military, like Blake Masters saying that the military leadership was totally incompetent, for example. Yep, yeah, that's what Blake Masters said. Jeez. And the thing is, Mark Kelly's a veteran. He was a Navy veteran, he also was an astronaut. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he was wife of Gabby Giffords, of course. That's another thing. And uh, the thing is, Kelly has received bipartisan endorsements from people like the Republican mayor of Mesa I mentioned, endorsed uh, Mark Kelly, John, um, John Giles, um, the Republican mayor of Mesa endorsed Mark Kelly. And so did, um, I believe, uh, yep, so did a former Republican state senator named Heather Carter as well, endorsed Mark Kelly. So, um, yep, he's receiving bipartisan support because he knows his opponent who's running against Blake Masters is just so crazy, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. He
0: did have uh, one good moment during the debate when he said, like, you think you know better than everyone about everything. Remember that?
1: Oh, um, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, he said something like, we all know guys like this.
0: You all know guys who think they're no better about seniors than Social Security or a woman about abortion, for example.
1: Yeah, that was good. I, I liked I liked that little comeback that he did. Um, so I guess, um, uh, what do you think about that Peter Thiel money? Is it uh, money more, well spent for... Master's campaign?
0: Yeah, the thing is, though, like, um, Kelly mentioned this, is, like, how almost literally, like, a lot of his ads are from Peter Thiel, this, like, venture capitalist, like, billionaire, who's, I think, like, led, like, PayPal and some other companies. And, like, he's basically bankrolling his campaign. I think that's the same thing with J.D. Vance in Ohio as well.
1: I know, you pick these two losers.
0: I know, and who are just kind of kooks, to be totally honest.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, you have all this money. Why don't you pick somebody you think might win?
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Meanwhile, um, there's also a Senate debate in Pennsylvania um, between Fetterman and Oz, and Fetterman didn't do so well because he suffered a stroke. He had like trouble speaking.
1: Yeah, that one was tough. I didn't see a lot of it. I saw a couple clips. Um, I felt bad for Fetterman.
0: I hope he gets better.
1: Yeah, I do too. I was worried that that might you know, hurt his chances, and people start thinking he's not fit, um, but what, what, do you, uh, what do you think about that?
0: Um, yeah, I don't think his performance was great, necessarily. I think it mostly was aesthetics, because he, he had this joke, and it was hard for people to understand him, of course, but the thing is, though, that, um, is that, for one, I think it's brave of him, to, for him to show up at the debate at all, I think that is actually something that I would say. And second is that Oz didn't perform great necessarily. There was one answer that in particular on abortion that he did not respond very elegantly. Mm. Dr. Oz did. It
1: made me think that, you know, we need to make room for people that have disabilities um, that may not perform very well on camera that still have good intentions for America and listening to what the people want. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm... Interested
0: in hoping. Joe Biden did stutter actually on occasion.
1: Yeah, that's true. It still does. And I know, like. He's gotten
0: better at it, but he still does.
1: Yeah, and Republicans all make fun of him for like having notes. But I think when you have a stutter, I think it's. You probably need notes to look at.
0: Yep, so I mean, this is not, and there was a senator from New Mexico, I think, who also suffered a stroke, actually, a U.S. senator who's currently serving. He recovered since, but he suffered a stroke as well.
1: Okay, yeah. So there's room, there's room, you know, for people that have, you know, difficulties.
0: Yes. Okay, so in terms of the polling, it does seem to be tightening a little bit in terms of, like, the generic congressional ballot polling from, like, Real Clear Politics and 538 just shows some tightening a little bit. I think that's part of just an enthusiasm loss, like, towards the end of the election, I think. That's what I mostly think it is.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling kind of burnt. I mean, I don't—I've been burnt by all of it, I guess, always.
0: And finally, we have some horrific news Quite frankly, this is heinous about what happened was Paul Pelosi, um, who is the husband of Nancy Pelosi, um, um, was attacked by like a right wing person um, with a hammer at her at their home in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I think there's still news coming out about that. It's it's really problematic. And I'm I'm afraid that this, again, will be the norm because of how much, you know, people are attacked like. People hating Pelosi. Well, that's what the insurrectionists, they were all calling for her name,
0: too, right? Yeah, they were calling her name. One even stole her laptop, actually.
1: Yeah, that's right. So... Um, again, this is going to be the norm, and it's the thing
0: is, just in the past week. I'd like to underscore one thing: is that in the past week, we have witnessed three more people being charged of attempting to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We have experienced um, a break in at Katie Hobbs's office. I think Congressman Eric Swallow was receiving death threats as well, and now Paul Pelosi was hit with a hammer. This isn't coincidental by any means. All this,
1: I know. It, it, I think that there are ways we could stop it. You know, we could bring in Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these extremists and say this stops today, and if it doesn't, then you're going to get kicked out.
0: Yeah, well, like vote to expel you or something like that. Yeah, but right. Kevin McCarthy won't do that, right? That's the thing.
1: I know. So, I I think Kevin McCarthy. The last, I don't know. I saw some drama about it. Like he hasn't even made a statement on Twitter, but maybe he has now. I don't know.
0: Yeah, or what about Lisa Stefanik. I don't know if she said anything about it. She's the chair of the Republican Conference.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. It's just, um, I know. I know McConnell did.
0: Yes, I did see that actually.
1: And a couple of others did. McConnell did, and
0: Ronna McDaniel did as well. Okay. She's the chair of the RNC. Oh, I see. And also, I think. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, he said something interesting when he was campaigning um, for a Republican candidate um, for Congress. By the way, that Republican candidate for Congress he was campaigning for said that people can't get pregnant from rape, almost like what Todd Akin said.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, they know best.
0: Yeah, but that's another topic. But what he said was interesting. He said that um, there's no room for violence, but um, we need to make sure that we send Nancy Pelosi back to California or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw something about that this
0: morning when he was trying to kind of play for both sides of this issue I think when he said that I think
1: you know yeah the only thing that you should say about Nancy Pelosi today is that
0: you you, can't, you, you just can't help but feel um, saddened for what happened to her
1: yeah I mean her husband's like 80 82 82 years old and get and has has to deal with this
0: it's horrifying quite
1: frankly yeah I mean something needs to be done but but um, I don't have much hope for anybody taking any of these threats seriously. Ever since you know Trump opened the gate that you can just attack people and call people names and say all these horrible things, yes. now that's who the GOP is.
0: Exactly. Um, that's all I have to say about um, tonight's episode. Um, tomorrow, we, me and Mom are going to be phone banking. Um, no, not phone banking, but canvassing.
1: Canvassing, walking around the neighborhood, talking
0: to voters. Yep, with, um, and we're going to see Senators Mark Kelly as well as Alex Padilla, who's the junior senator from California who replaced Kamala Harris. Yep. It should be a fun day. Yep, um, that's all I have to say for um, tonight, and I hope you guys have a great your night. Bye.
1: Bye. It was fun, Ben.